Hey, my friends. Well, it is Friday. Yes, it is. And I have made it one full week in my kitchen. I have moved homeschooling upstairs. I have moved my other half that direction and I have taken, I feel like I have, I have achieved something this week. I've taken territory back. <laughs> it's like there's more windows, there's more light, but I feel like next week I may be relegated to another room and out of the hub of the home. But for today, I am still here. And so we're going to close out this week. I hope you found the last few days helpful. I think we went on a journey together. And I think sometimes it's just good to unwrap something and not rush on and actually take the time to look at the different areas in our life that maybe we need to examine with a little bit more of a magnifying glass rather than just rushing past. So I hope that that was helpful. And I don't want to move completely away from that as we round out the week. I know we finished talking yesterday about Mephibosheth, but I want to just seal out the weekend with another thought that I think sits right alongside of that as today I ask you to choose to bring. The truth is that someone had to go and get Mephibosheth. Someone had to go and bring him to where he needed to be. And I believe that we all have to pass on that kindness to other people that God puts on our hearts and on our minds, that we are the ones that God's choosing at times, like he chose David in this instance, to bring people to where they need to be. Yes, we on occasion are the Mephibosheth that needs someone to bring us, but we also have to remember in turn that there comes a moment when that actually changes and we become the one that has to go and bring others. If all of our life we just wait for people to bring us, fetch us, come for us, then we will end up being very selfish in our outlook on life. And actually what happens is we begin to take for granted the places that the grace of God brings us to. But when we live with an awareness that actually we then have to pay it forward, we actually have to be the ones that bring others into their blessing, bring others into their breakthrough, then it always keeps us on the right side of how we see and use and ask for the favor of God in our lives. And so after reading all week about how Mephibosheth was brought from Lodabar to a place of blessing, I want to end the week by a challenge saying, okay, maybe you are Mephibosheth and you are going to be moving from where you are to where you need to be. But I also want to put the challenge before you that maybe God wants to use you to help another Mephibosheth, someone else out there that right now just needs the love, the encouragement, the life. And I just think it would be great if we could end this week on Friday by spending our weekend being someone that chooses to bring others to where it is, there's a blessing for their life. Bring them by encouraging them. Bring them by loving on them. You know, I'm always going to point this back to helping other people. You know, I think everybody has a signature message in their life. And if you're like, Charlotte, I'm pretty sure you've said this in other ways. I'm pretty definite I have. <laughs> 
Because I think sometimes we've got to do the work for us and then we've got to remember the work we're called to do for others. That's the Jesus I follow. He came and he found those disciples and then he spent the whole time saying, okay, now you got it, now go and do it. Now you see it, now go and share it. And I think that's the work that God calls us all to. In fact, I know it is. And so I just think what a great it's a privilege. What a privilege it is that God would allow us to go and help someone else, that God would use our hands and use our feet and use this to actually do something that actually makes a difference in someone's world. Let me read you a scripture that is found in Luke. It's a well-known piece of scripture and it's in Luke 14 and it's the parable and it's a picture that uh, God's painting, a picture that Jesus told the disciples about, those that were listening about, to portray what it is that God's after. And so I'm going to read it to you so that you can see how important it is that we all be those that actually understand the power of bringing others. It says, um, Jesus replied, there was a certain man who was preparing a great banquet and he invited many, many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who'd been invited, come, everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. I think that's what happens when we become so familiar with blessing and favor. I think we begin to even not show up at certain things that God needs us to show up with because we've made ourselves so busy with our blessing, we forget our responsibility to be where God needs us to be. I know I can get busy with my life, with my agenda, all good stuff, but if God needs me somewhere, if he's asking me to be somewhere, I have to remember whose agenda is more of a priority, mine our gods. And there are times when we can all get that wrong. And these people have been invited to the banquet, but they were all busy with their lives. So they began to give excuses. And so one said, I just bought a field. I mean, he was blessed, right? That he had the finance to buy a field. I just bought a field, so I need to go see it. So please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. So please excuse me. Another one that is so blessed and uses the blessing as an excuse to actually attending what they're invited to and attend. Another one says, I just got married, so I can't come. Another one who stepped into new relationships, new opportunity, new blessing, and uses that as a reason to not show up. I just think, think we can all do that right? And so let's be aware of that. It's kind of like Mephibosheth at the king's table and then saying, oh, I can't come because I'm so busy with the food that's before me. You mean the food that wasn't before you a few years back? You mean the food that is an answer to your prayer? Don't allow the blessing to stop you from bringing. And so the servant came back and reported to his master what they'd all said. And the owner of the house was angry and ordered his servant, now go out quickly into the streets, into the alleys of the town and go bring in all those that are poor, all those that are crippled, all those that are blind, all those that are lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done and there's still room. So the master said, now go again, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I'm telling you, God calls us all, like that servant, 
to bring people, bring them to the table that we have been given the opportunity to be at, bring them to the blessing that we have been so blessed by, bring them into the community that has changed our lives. God needs us to be bringers. We're called to go and bring, not just to bring things to people. That's good. We at times need to bring things to people. So when Jesus was born, we read the story and the wise men, what did they do? They brought something to him. It's kind of like, have you ever been to, I don't know what you call it. They can call it pot bless or everybody. And they say, everybody bring a dish. That's by the way, my worst nightmare. Tell me to bring drinks. Tell me to bring cheese, but don't tell me to bring something I have made. It will not bless you. It will not bless me. But anyway, that aside, the idea is you don't show up empty handed. You bring something. I think we all understand that. I was raised and taught and I've taught my children. When you go to someone's home, don't show up without. Take flowers, take a card, take a candle, bring something with you that says, I appreciate the fact that you invited me. So I think there's a part of us that are called to bring things to people, bring words of encouragement, bring blessings, bring flowers, bring something. But then there's another part that requires a little bit more effort. And that's the part I think that we forget about. We're not just supposed to bring things to people, but we're supposed to bring people to things. That's different. That's not you taking an item. That's you actually taking the person and bringing them into something, bringing them into an experience, bringing them into some place of blessing, bringing them into wisdom, bringing them into opportunity. That's different because now you're not taking something from your overflow. You're now bringing them into something that they now have access to. And I think all of us, if we've had a journey, anything like machine, if we've had a journey where we feel that there's been times where we've had nothing to give and now we're in a moment and in a season where we feel like we have something, we're at the table, we've made progress, then I think it's upon us all not to forget that we still have an opportunity and a responsibility to bring. Bring things to people, but bring people to things. Who are you bringing into the blessing that God has given you? Who are you bringing bringing into the community that God has allowed you to be part of. Who are you bringing? Who's the one that right now doesn't just need a token gesture, but needs you to actually take the time and effort to bring them all the way to the table. I want to ask you this weekend, it is Friday, here's the challenge. What can you bring? What can you bring to and who can you bring to? What can you bring to someone's life this weekend? What can you bring them in blessing, but what can you bring them in opportunity and inclusion? Who can you include at your table? Where is there an empty seat? I know right now we can't have people at our physical tables. Well, certainly not here. We can't. And that's changing, but there's a table, right? Your life's a table and your life always should have seats available for other people to be at the table. People to feel loved by you, included by you, brought to the table by you. Right now, maybe you have an opportunity, but you actually could bring others into the opportunity. Who are you bringing? Who are you bringing to Jesus? Who are you bringing to the good news? You know, over this weekend, there's never been a time like it to bring people to Jesus, to bring people to the word of God. This whole thing I'm doing, I hope you're bringing other people to it. I hope you're saying, 
at your friends and saying, come to the table, come to the word of God, come into this community. I hope you're telling people my church is online and you're bringing them into an experience which maybe they would never have gone to before because they would never have actually walked through the doors of a building. But now in their own homes, you can invite them and bring them into a church experience right there in their own space. If we will live with a mindset that says, I'm going to bring how many more people can come to a place of blessing. You know, uh, that story that we read of Mephibosheth, you know, there was another experience that happened that we didn't actually even look at. But the experience was later on, Zeba, who was his servant, actually tried to steal from him the blessing that David had provided for him. He actually lied. He actually lied about Mephibosheth to David, causing David to be upset. And when David finally found out the truth in 2 Samuel, he finds out the truth. Then he says to Mephibosheth, well, I'm going to do what's fair. You know what? I'm going to take everything that you have. And rather than give it to Zeba, like I said, I would, I'm just going to split it down the middle. You'll have your share. He'll have his share. And you know what Mephibosheth did? Mephibosheth said, it's fine. I don't need a share. Because you know what he realized? He's like, you know what? If I need to bring Zeba to that table, if I need to give him that blessing for him to, to have a life that he feels that he should have, then you know what? I'm not going to be the one that holds it from people. He'd learned something about God. He'd learned you can't outgive God. He'd learned that I'm not going to settle for fair when I can actually have favor. And I think sometimes we don't bring people to the table because we're frightened it we might think it loses our seat at the table. We don't bring people into the blessing because maybe we think, well, there'll be less for me. But when you understand the way God works, like Mephibosheth did, he realized that's irrelevant. I had nothing and God gave me everything. So I'm not scared about losing something because God is always working behind the scenes in our life. So the challenge I'm setting you this weekend after all that we've learned is who can you bring to the table? Who can you bring to Jesus? Who can you bring to the blessing? Who can you bring something to and bring them into something? This weekend, let's all choose, just like that story, to be the ones who bring. Have a great, great weekend and I will see you, probably not in the kitchen, somewhere else next week. Love you guys. You're the best.